0: Well, Venezuela's healthcare system, which has long been a source of pride for the government, is now in deep crisis. According to the Pharmaceutical Federation of Venezuela, everything from common painkillers to cancer and HIV drugs have become almost impossible to find across the nation. What's worse, newborn babies are reportedly being kept in cardboard boxes by cash-strapped hospitals to find out more about this situation we're very pleased to have joining us from the university of leeds latin american studies department dr rebecca jarman hello hi there thank you so much for joining us professor Uh, this is something that perhaps is a little off the radar for uh, most of our listeners right now but in venezuela right now what is the current status of their healthcare system and how bad is it
1: well, I mean, like you say, the situation is is very dire at the moment at pretty much every level of of healthcare that you can imagine. Um, you mentioned the lack of basic medications such as antibiotics and painkillers, as well as prescriptions for some of the more chronic illnesses and treatments for life-threatening diseases like cancer. Um, there's also a lack of um, items like syringes and needles. So a lot of people are relying on friends and family abroad to send them these medicines, or otherwise they have to buy them at very expensive prices on the black market. Um, A lot of the small government-run health centres are closed or they're working to reduced hours, maybe just two days a week. So people in some of the deprived city neighbourhoods and poor rural areas currently don't have access to um, uh, stable health care. And a lot of the larger university-run hospitals are are failing to provide full services. Um, We saw an investigative report by the New York Times back in May that painted a very worrying picture of dirty wards and broken equipment and no beds or food for health and for patients. Um, and as well as that, there's been a dramatic rise in cases um, of malaria, which was actually eradicated in the 1960s. Um, and there are also concerns of cholera outbreaks and the Zika virus. So it's, it's a pretty grave situation, I would say, at the moment.
0: Normally, you think of uh, problems with the healthcare system, and you might think that it goes hand-in-hand hand with the uh, economic situation. It's not always the case. Some people criticize the U.S. healthcare system, although their economy is doing uh, fairly well. There are some problems that people point out with their uh, private healthcare system. In Venezuela, can we say that there is definitely a uh, correlation between what we've been hearing about this uh, uh, economic crisis and what they're suffering as far as their healthcare system is concerned?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say that the biggest factor in the problem is an economic one. Um, As your listeners probably know, Venezuela is is a major oil-producing country, and the global drop in oil prices means that dollars are are very difficult to come by now. Um, And most major pharmaceutical companies won't trade in in bolivares, the local currency. Um, So it's very difficult just to purchase the medicines in the first place. Um, On top of that, you've got the government that has implemented a set of uh, very strict currency controls. Um, and so uh, pharmacies and hospitals are having to sell their medicines at very, very low prices, which makes it not particularly attractive. So you have um, companies and institutions stockpiling medicines and then selling them for, for much higher prices on the black market. Um, I would say that energy crisis is another issue. So you've got a lot of power blackouts happening there in Venezuela at the moment. These can last for hours. Um, so operating theatres are brought to a standstill. And, of course, this causes huge problems for patients on, on life support machines. There's also a lack of running water in many hospitals, which means it's difficult to maintain proper hygiene standards. And then you've got the problem of the political situation. So we can see at the moment that the government's time and money and resources are really being spent on their efforts to stay in power, um, which means they're overlooking other areas that need dire attention. So this includes the healthcare system, but also um, you've got major problems of crime and violence that really aren't being addressed by those in power.
0: Right so there are certainly other economic priorities there are certainly some uh, political considerations as you point out a very messy situation indeed have there been at least token efforts have there been any concerted efforts made at least to try and alleviate some of the issues with the uh, the drug supplies
1: well, the government relaunched what's called the Misión Barrio Adentro system earlier this month. This was basically a network of, of small healthcare centres in some of the underprivileged areas that I mentioned earlier, um, largely run by Cuban doctors. Um, so about three weeks ago, President Maduro said that the government planned to double the number of centres from 7,000 to 14,000. But a lot of critics have said that um, given the economic crisis, this is an impossible task, and also that um, it really just propaganda form propaganda to distract from the the issues that are affecting um, the healthcare system. Otherwise, the government has really been reluctant to acknowledge the crisis in healthcare. Um, We've seen reports that statistics are manipulated and um, statements issued by some of the independent medical commissions have largely been ignored, which means that medical workers have had very little support really from the state and the crisis just gets worse.
0: Oftentimes, and if you think about the recent history of Venezuela, especially from a Western perspective, uh, the legacy of Hugo Chavez being the thorn in the side of countries like the United States, and I suppose a wider discussion on uh, the socialist policies that uh, Venezuela has um, undergone through the past few years, Uh, it is an oil-rich nation uh, spreading that wealth, and you can have, I suppose, differing opinions on how uh, a government and an economy should be Run, but I, I suppose the question is in get, getting away from socialism or capitalism or, or single payer or a private healthcare system. Could this crisis have been avoided?
1: I mean, really, the problem can be traced back before, Chavez, to the 1980s hmm. when there was a similar crisis in the healthcare system, not that um, different from the one that we're witnessing today. There were a number of austerity measures that were opposed by uh, the government at that time. Um, So Chavez inherited a system that that wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, His efforts to improve the healthcare system um, really were designed to meet the needs of the population that um, were um, generally of quite um, underprivileged economic backgrounds. except that rather than invest in the country's existing national healthcare structure, what he did was spend $3.8 billion um, more or less on, on a series of parallel institutions um, that weren't fully integrated and didn't always communicate between themselves, which meant their efforts to care for patients were often duplicated and a lot of money and time was invested into these systems um, that didn't really kind of uh, bear the fruits of um, the work put into it. Um, I, I wonder perhaps if the money had been invested directly into a centralised healthcare system if some of these issues might be avoided.
0: Mm and that 's an interesting point indeed that it does uh, precede a lot of what we sort of uh, i suppose uh, normally think of with with modern Venezuelan political history. that being said though, uh, as far as a solution to this issue, uh, and you mention how the politicians are really uh, busy with uh, their own i suppose uh, self interests uh, the economy is in, in I guess, uh, in a situation where you do have to sort of allocate uh, finite resources in a way that makes sense. But ultimately, is the solution to the health care crisis going to be something that would be a reaction to the, uh, the political crisis, meaning that a, does there need to be a political situation one way or another for there to be any even, I suppose, beginning to address the problems with the health care system?
1: Well, I mean, what the government, I think, needs to do in the first instance is actually start um, paying heed and paying attention to the problems that exist, because, like I said earlier, that these problems aren't really being addressed, even at a kind of uh, discursive level. That is to say, they're not even being discussed properly by the government. So in order for them to respond, they really need to acknowledge that there's an issue in the first place. Um, I would also say that... Um, because um, we discussed earlier, the economic factors with this problem um, the government would need to really consider lifting the currency controls so as to allow for the equipment to start reaching the country mm. um, and also to um, take away some of the power of that black, black market that we can see at the moment so really, I mean there are some immediate short term issues that, um, or short term solutions that we can imagine but then in the longer term like, there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to rebuild the healthcare system so that it's meeting appropriate standards
0: and hypothetically, although it would just be a band-aid to the situation and it would probably, I suppose, solve the ills of a lot of nations like uh, Russia, for example, but if oil prices were to rise dramatically, that would probably go a long ways to helping alleviate some of the problems right now that Venezuela is facing, right? Uh,
1: yes, possibly, although then it depends where that money uh, gets directed. At the moment, we see that the military is, is, is uh, controlling a lot of the um, oil money that's coming into the Venezuela in the form of dollars, and so it would also depends slightly on their um, amenability towards investing in in rebuilding the country and and what their plans are um, in the medium term, which, which is very unclear at the moment.
0: Bottom line, as uh, we look at this situation and we see trouble spots all over the world, Professor, a lot of focus on what's going on in Syria, other parts of the Middle East, maybe even places in Africa. How how serious a situation do you think uh, this becomes in Venezuela, where it it maybe rises to a level, what people say, a full-scale humanitarian crisis, international, um, I suppose, uh, help is going to be uh, needed in terms of how to solve this situation? How do you foresee this crisis, in the next few months i suppose
1: well actually in january the national assembly uh, of venezuela which was run by the political opposition did declare a humanitarian health crisis in the hope that this would allow the country to seek uh, aid from the world health organization and in may a law was passed that it supposedly in theory would allow venezuela to accept this international aid to improve the system we can see that there are campaigns in spain as well led by Liliana Tontori, who's the wife of the jail's opposition leader, um, to collect medicines to send to Caracas. But they've failed to uh, get the proper permissions in place to import these medicines, and so at the moment they're just collecting it in in warehouses in Spain. Um, The issue here is that Maduro's government has effectively refused to make an official request to the World Health Health Organization because it fears that it would undermine him and and privatise the system. So I would say that there is, um, the country is already suffering a humanitarian crisis. And, and, and like you say, I think there needs to be a major change either in the arena of politics or economics in order for this to be fully addressed.
0: All right. Uh, we will leave it there. Thank you uh, so much for helping us understand the uh, situation better and appreciate your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Dr. Rebecca Jarman.